Oh, this was a good one, folks. This time on Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we catch up with former Magic player, current Dallas Maverick, certainly one of our favorites of all time, J.J. Redick, stops by here on Magic Pod Squad. Of course, we get into his time in Orlando. His first seven NBA seasons were right here in City Beautiful. We discussed that finals run in 2009. Some great stories along the way with that. And was that 2009-10 team that lost to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, was that team, was that roster possibly better than that 2009 Finals team? So JJ breaks that all down for us. Also, he's the host of a very popular podcast, Old Man and the Three. So we get into that. And life for J.J. Redick as a dad. He's got two young boys, and he's been away from his family for quite some time due to the COVID pandemic. So we break that all down for you. Lots to get into, great stories, and a lot of laughs with former Magic player J.J. Redick. And this podcast is brought to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. And with that, we welcome in a familiar face, old friend J.J. Reddick, kind enough to join us. First of all, J.J., we, that's our one sponsor, but we're very happy with our sponsor. You have many, and you do, your, your reads are amazing on those things. Right? That's my favorite part. Right? That's, that's my the favorite best part, part of the podcast. Did I do okay? Did I do okay on the, on the read there to get us started? I- I mean, it wasn't it wasn't much of a read as it was just a you know a tagline. Let's let's give Kia credit. Um, Look at you! Great cars, great cars. I, you know, I I do enjoy the reads. I especially enjoy when the um, the client wants us to use a more personalized approach to the reads. Yes. Um, especially you know we've done some some ads for Hello Tushy, which yes. is a um, okay right a removable bidet that you attach to your toilet. So those uh-huh. reads are always fun. Tommy and I have a good time with them. The challenge is always how do we keep a straight face for this? Yes, correct. <laughs> and, uh, and I would like to know how do you do that? <laughs> What's the other one? El Guapo or <laughs> one of those guys? I think they used the. Oh, that's the Grand Theft Auto, right? Oh, no, that's, that's what great it is. One. That's, right. that's a great yeah. one as well. That's right. Oh, the GTA, yeah, the yes. GTA yep. one. That, those are good. Those are good. I haven't gamed in 11 years, but they're, they're, they're good. <laughs> but they're good ones. Well, I guess we'll start with uh, anything new in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> anything, anything going how on? Are you feel- JJ, how are you feeling? How, how's, how's the foot? How, how are you feeling? I, we haven't seen you on the floor for a while because you've been banged up and traded. And how, how are you feeling? I'm feeling uh, pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to try to practice tomorrow. It'll be my nice. first live practice. Uh, so this is, so be Saturday. I'll try to practice, and then hopefully, if all goes well, I'll be available to play in in one of the next couple of games, and just uh, and just go from there. Um, this is uh, unfortunately just a an injury that I'm going to have to consistently monitor uh, for for the foreseeable future. So it's it's tough, man. I, I was talking to a player earlier today that that had a similar injury a few years ago, and it's like you feel some days you feel sixty years old, you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> if I sit for too long or if I, if I you know, if, especially when I drive a car, like even if it's like a 10 minute drive, uh, you get out of the car and you're like, oh, my gosh, and, you know, you start limping for a good 50 yards before it uh, before it loosens up. So um, just just working through that, working through that. But in terms of life changes, guys, I mean, yeah, like we're you know, we're in year 15 now on my sixth team. I feel like I've had a pretty, pretty stable career, but. This is my second trade. Um, so I've been, I've been fortunate to only been traded twice. 
Did you ever yes, think is. 15 years, JJ, that is a long time. I, I would think as, as players, you guys look at each other and go, Hey, like if I can get, when you first come in the league, maybe if I can get eight or nine years, that would be a really solid career. I mean, you're double that now you're, you're almost yeah. 15, 16, you're 15 years in. Right. That, that, that's crazy to think. Yeah. I, you know, I remember when I was a free agent, my first time with Orlando. So I was coming off my rookie deal. I was a restricted free agent. Um, and at the time you could sign five-year deals. So I, I really, that summer, I really wanted to sign a five-year deal. I thought I could get somewhere in the mid-level range. I ended up signing a three-year deal with Chicago and, you know, for, with, with, with their cap space. But I, the reason I thought about that five-year deal, cause I was like, you know, looking out, projecting out, that'll take me to age 31. I'm a guard, you know, that, it's a proud, that's a solid nine year career, you know, right, yeah, and uh, I've had a really good back nine, you know, I've had a really good <laughs> no back question. Nine, to use a golf analogy. <laughs> so uh, still, still, uh, still, still putting the ball around. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm probably on 17 or 18 right now, but uh, it's been a good run. I'm very fortunate that I've been on some great teams and been around some great people like the two of you, um, you know, it's, for me, when I when I get done, I'll, I'll obviously remember games and and specific moments of my career on the court. But uh, the relationships that that I've been able to to build over 15 years is is really special to me. Well, same here. I mean, we haven't we haven't changed our clocks since 2013 when you got traded. So it's still it's still the same still the same around here. But take us back to your first six plus years here in Orlando. JJ, I mean, I bursting onto the scene, coming to a new city, starting an NBA career. What do you think back of mostly, you know, with your time here? And I guess, what do you miss uh, about Orlando? Besides I, us. Yeah, besides, besides us. us, right. Besides I us. just I just noticed the Tom Brady jersey in the background, yeah. by the way. Yeah, like, sure, Do sure. you have any mixed feelings about that still hanging up? Not whatsoever. Oh, no, none. this is a this is a problem because with George because I I cheered for Tom the whole way. I, no, he cheered for my, Tampa. Uh, JJ he for Tampa Bay. This guy diehard Patriots. All of a sudden, he had a second favorite team. He's forty something years old. He has a second favorite team now. All of a sudden, that's very rare in Boston sports. I feel like yes, it very is. rare. Yes, it is. Still a Patriots fan, but you, I'm going to cheer for Tom till the end of time. I mean, you can you of all people can appreciate what that guy is doing and, and continues to do. Right? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, it's remarkable. I don't know how he's still going. Uh, and, you know, in our sport, even like to see LeBron, of course, CP the other night uh, in, in year, I guess he's in year 16 now, LeBron's in 18. Um, there's been a bunch of athletes uh, over the last few years that have just had these incredible runs in their thirties. And we've all sort of taken advantage of the science and the nutrition and um, probably better equipment. You know, I think we probably have better shoes than they did back in the 60s. More Much supportive, <laughs> more supportive. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Taylor's yeah, were nice. So, yeah. To answer your question, I think you asked me, what, <laughs> what do I miss about Orlando? <laughs> but you worked in Tom Brady, though. That yeah. was great. I like that. Uh, what do I miss about Orlando? The ravenous pig. I miss the ravenous Ooh, pig. Nice. I'm nice not even pig. sure, you know, what, what the restaurant scene is like these days. Someone told me the other day that Luma, on Park yes. Avenue closed. Yes. Which was a little sad for me to hear because that is the location where I proposed to Chelsea. Uh, is that in, right? In 2000, 12 years ago. Yeah, we, uh, she, she was hosting my 25th birthday party and we were down in their little private room in the basement uh, dropping off some wine 
and everybody kind of like left the room and it was just me and her. And I got down on one knee and I proposed. Um, I, you know, I had such a good seven years in Orlando. Um, and obviously a lot of the teammates and coaches and front office people are all different now. Right. Um, but I, I think when you, and I've, I've, I've carried this after leaving Orlando, but when you sort of buy in to a community and you give and the community gives to you, like you just have this special relationship. And I've tried to do that in every place that I've played and Chelsea and I have tried to do that in every place that I've played. Uh, you know, we want to be, we want to be members of, of our community, not just stopping over to play some basketball. And, uh, and we really just totally bought into that in Orlando. And uh, so that's what I miss the most is just the community. Central Florida is just a, a really special place with a lot of special people. Uh, obviously miss, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest moments of my playoff career were in Orlando as well, in terms of making the conference finals in 2010 and making the finals in 2009 haven't gotten back to that level. You know, I've only been to the second round since then. So um, from a basketball standpoint, that's what I miss, you know, playing those high level basketball games that we played early on in my career there. You know, George, he, he, I've heard JJ say it a few times and I, and I don't know that I've asked you why, um, but you've mentioned that that 09, 2009, 2010 team was better than the 08, 09 team, right? You Good, guys, because I've, I've agreed with that. Have I, you agreed? Yeah. Have you agreed with I'm that? 100%. I mean, because that other 100%. team, you know, that other team went to the finals, but that, you know, then the next yeah, year you just you just cruised right through the first two rounds. What what why why was that team better and what happened with Boston? Well, I, I stand by that. So the regular season records were the same. I think right. both teams were fifty nine yes. and twenty three. Fifty nine yep. and twenty three. The second year in two thousand ten, um, we finished the regular season. Um, I think it was like thirty three and eight over our last 41. And then we obviously swept the first two rounds. Right. And so we had a 41 and eight run, which is pretty damn good. So that's, that's the best run I've been on in any team. Um, and the East, you know, was very uh, top heavy back then with yeah. LeBron uh, in Cleveland and the big three in Boston. Um, so I, I, I think from a competitive standpoint, you know, in terms of what we were facing, it was, it was, it was really hard. And in terms of what happened with Boston, I think we're all still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, 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 they got us those first two games in Orlando. And it's it, it, you, when you have home court advantage and you've got to go play in Boston, you get, you know, you lose two uh, at home. You got to get those two games back in Boston, which right. in a playoff atmosphere with, with that team was, was tough to do. And we battled our way back. We, we forced the game six, but uh, you, you can't, it's hard to recover from, from losing those first two games. We had a very, we had a chance to, we didn't play great in game one. We had a chance to win that. We, we fought back, you know, it was a low scoring game. Um, I think we were down five or four and Rashard kicked to me with like two or three minutes left. And I shot a three from the right wing in and out. And I still, there's like a few shots in my career where right? like, I still think about that shot. Like what happens if I make that shot? Maybe we end up winning game one. Maybe we play in the yep. finals. Um, and, and, you know, doc, doc talks all the time. You, you need some luck, right. To win a championship. And it's not to say the champion is lucky. It's just, you need things to break your way. And, and sometimes that, that comes down to one play. And we saw that of course, 
in 2009 in the finals. I was going to say that. Yep. With, with Courtney Lee, you know, yep. missing the layup at the end of game two. Um, a series of plays at the end of game four where we could yep. have tied it up 2-2. Uh, right. You know, they, 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 they come down. Kobe comes down with 40 seconds to go, does a ridiculous spin and throws it behind his head to Pau Gasol, who dunks it to cut it to three. We don't score. Derek Fisher hits a three to send it to overtime. Um, either of those plays breaks our way. Hey, maybe we, maybe we yeah. tie it up two two, and maybe we have a championship in 09. Um, So again, you you you're you. It's funny. You get to 15 years in the NBA, and you can distill your career down to like <laughs> five or six plays, uh, one way or another. And and there's a lot of guys, um, you know, who who played a long time that have won maybe a couple championships that probably could look at it from the other lens and saying, these are the plays that went right, and now I've got two right. rings or three rings. Yeah, but in 2010, and Dante and I, we've talked about this, I felt we were better than – I was looking ahead, which was probably obviously not the smart thing to do, but I felt we were clearly better than the Lakers that year. There, was, there wasn't as much – you know, the first year we went to the finals, obviously in that first game, this, the awe of being in the finals hit right. Right. I mean, am I wrong in saying that, JJ? Yeah, I, I think that's that's true. Um, I we were two and zero against the Lakers in the regular season that year. Can we talk about the fact that 2010? Like, it seems so long <laughs> yes. ago. Yes, exactly right. The I know. world has changed so much. <laughs> so much. I haven't left my house since 2014. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. I know. Well, the last the last year is the equivalent of like seven years, but uh, oh, it is. I. I you know, I, I think the team, the team in 09, to me, was an underdog. Right. Uh, we didn't have home court in the second round against Boston, even though they didn't have KG. We were still the underdog in that series. Cleveland has home court in the conference finals. They've got LeBron. I think they were 66 and 16 or 67 right. and 15 yeah. that year. They're clear, the clear favorites in that series. Um, to an extent, of course, the Lakers are the favorite. They had been to the finals the year before and lost against Boston. So they're the favorite in that series. And then in 2010, we were sort of, we weren't necessarily the favorites, but we didn't have that underdog right. aura and mentality. Couldn't sneak Maybe. up on anybody. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and we had gotten Boston the year before. Um, and, and, you know, they, they just, they bum rushed us this first few games. <laughs> No, they certainly did. I thought JJ was going to say his favorite part of about being in Orlando was when we asked him to put a smoking jacket on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And answer yeah. people's like dating advice. He might have got that. He might have got that right that out since, of his. You know what's crazy? I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like you guys were a little bit ahead of your time. Like, had <laughs> yeah. we been doing that? Right sorry, now? I don't know if. Now, uh, well, with yeah. TikTok no, you can and IG and Twitter, like there were some moments there that would have went viral. I mean, I wish I, I wish I had some of those clips. I uh, wish we've I looked had for them. We've been looking. We've looked for them. We've been looking. And for some reason, they, I don't know why they didn't decide to keep. They thought the stuff we were doing was garbage. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I, I but mean, for I, those, but for those that are listening, he, JJ had a red smoking jacket in front of a fireplace, <laughs> and he would just throw out a line. I would never put cumin on that, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a series of those kind of things that you're right, JJ. That's the kind of stuff that people eat up nowadays. Yeah, we were we were content creators before content creators yes. were a thing. You yes, know, we were. 
Yes, yeah. we were. And, and sadly for us, that was the peak, <laughs> peak of our mediocre career. <laughs> All the way back during that time. Sit, now, being since then, you know, you've left here, you've got a family. I mean, how, how about JJ, the family man? I mean, it's, it's different being a dad, man. And I'm a girl dad, you're a boy dad, but just day-to-day uh, -day life and different for you. You don't get to see him as much as you want. You're playing during the season and yeah. COVID and all that. But boy, does life change you when you're a parent, doesn't it? I think it, it grounds you. It gives you perspective. I, I have felt less pressure, probably. I've probably relaxed a little bit more in terms of uh, my psycho attention to detail and uh, and competitiveness, even to a degree, not not in a bad way, but it's not that the kids soften you up. They just they just provide you with a little perspective about what's yeah. important, and you know your priority does change to a degree. And I I've prided uh, you know I've, I've I've prided myself on being a professional and putting in the work and being a good teammate and doing all those things. But I mean, the reality is basketball is no longer my number one priority. You know, yeah. my, my family is, right. my kids are, Chelsea is. And uh, I don't, I also don't think it's a secret that, you know, or it's, it's, it's coincidence that uh, the best years of my career have been since I've become a dad. Um, because, you know, you, you can fall into the mental grind of the season, the ups and downs, and those downs can prolong a little bit. But when you have kids, you know, you come home, they don't care if you went two for 10. They right. do not care. They're just happy right. to spend some time with dad. Uh, but this this year, I'll tell you. So this year, you know, we spent uh, two months in the bubble, basically, when you count the quarantine time in market in New Orleans prior to the bubble. So two months without them. I just spent three months without them uh, in New Orleans. And, you know, probably going to be another two or three months here in Dallas without them. So eight months yeah. in a year without your kids and without Chelsea yeah. has has been it's been it's been tough. It's been a tough year. Um, you know, and, and COVID restrictions and, uh, Knox being in kindergarten now, like it, it, it's, it's made it the, the travel part very difficult. And how has Chelsea been dealing with that? I mean, she's, she's the one that's still home with, with the boys. Yeah. Uh, she, she, you know, I, I, again, I had low expectations for how she would deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? That's good. That's good. Okay. Just, you know, just she, keep them breathing. Is that yeah, what you're hoping for? No, no, no. I mean, in terms of being, a, I mean, just in terms of just the 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 um, just have know, them the, there. The, the challenge that. of being a single parent is, of course. is very oh, difficult, yeah. and um, and you know, we we at times we we kind of have had like we have like off and on childcare. So like a lot of times, like legitimately, she is like a single parent, sure. and she's she's far exceeded any. I mean, she's she's been a rock star. And, uh, you know, I came back from the bubble and, um, she's like the first night I remember she was like, watch what happens in the morning. She didn't even tell, she's like, don't, I'm not gonna tell you what happens. So I'm like, all right. So we wake up. I'm like, I don't hear the kids. And she's like, yeah, they don't get out of bed till seven. So like seven 15, they come downstairs and they're fully dressed. Wow. Like she she trained wow. them while I was in the bubble. That's and then, and then So then I leave, I leave after Thanksgiving and she just like randomly, she's just like, you know what? I'm going to get my real estate license and I'm going to uh, get recertified in Pilates. So right now she's doing, she's doing real estate out, 
out in Suffolk County in, in Long Island and she's teaching Pilates. She has, you know, she has a window on Thursday. She only wants to teach one day a week. So she teaches 10 to 10 to two every nice. Thursday, uh, has a wait list. So she's, she's killing it, man. She's killing it. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Did you That's ever awesome. get those? I would, I remember being on the West coast and George has gone through this too. And I, I just got went a call through it last week. By yeah. The way. I got a call at four 30. Yep. Your daughter won't put on underwear. <laughs> you get those, right? Do you get, does she call it's, you? She I must call, call you. Heated. Yeah, I call, I call it the end of the world text. It's, yes. an, it's, an, it's an end of the world text. You guys know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. But on those long, they don't really happen on the two game road trips or the no. one game road trips. Like prior to this year, obviously. I, I don't right. I don't know when to expect them now because I'm just gone yes. all the time. <laughs> but in general, in the NBA life, yeah, on the longer road trips, you can bank on day four or five getting one of those texts. The kids, the kids are horrible. Um, I can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. Did you decide what to do? Maybe it's a better question for George, but did you decide what to do with all the art they bring home? Because I want to, I, I, I just, it's been a struggle for me. I want to keep it all. Lana puts yeah. it right in the trash. I can give you a tip. What do you, you want? What do you, if you want a what tip, you, I, I have a tip. My wife, Laura, she figured this out on her own. You know, she kept everything for a little bit. You can pass this along to Chelsea. This is free. Okay. She kept everything for a little bit. And then instead of, you know, physically keeping it, she just started taking pictures of everything and keeping it on a flash Ooh, okay. somewhere. Okay. And then that way, if there was something really, something really special, obviously you keep it. But let's be honest, they're not Picasso. <laughs> no, but there's nothing worse. So 99, than your kid, there's so nothing now, worse you can, than your kid putting something in the trash on top of her. Yeah, but then you can, but then you can you put the, made. you can put everything in the garbage at that point. I like it. That's a good idea. Have it digitally. It's saved I, and you I have think, it. I, I think that's that's a solid way to, to do it. So with Knox, when we uh, remodeled our apartment, we had a bunch of his artwork framed and hung mm -hmm. above their couch in the room. Okay. Nice. And Kai was like, I don't even I don't even think he was two. No, maybe he was two. He was two when we moved in. So he didn't have a ton of artwork. So we kind of like left him out of the the <laughs> The, the the wall collage uh -huh. um but the problem see the problem with us throwing things away so Knox is like uh he's like OCD like me yeah so he, right he sees and knows everything mm, and exactly like when he builds a Lego set yeah like you gotta like you gotta like leave the like you can't put the Lego set even if it's not like from a box like he'll do the custom creations yeah and he'll put it somewhere <laughs> and you're like I can't like move this I've got to oh, ask no. him, <laughs> where do I put this where is this needed to go so we, we keep Chelsea keeps uh, all the good stuff for sure. All the good yeah. stuff. And I, I, I mean, like this is a little bit of a humble, humble brag, but like Knox actually is pretty artistic. He, okay. he, he hasn't shown an affinity to sports yet. So Thank he's you. super into to art and he takes uh, chess lessons and piano lessons. Very and nice. In the, in the span of when I was in uh, New Orleans, before I left, he could play a couple of ditties like Mary had a little lamb. And then when I got back, I, when I was hurt and, and in New York post all-star break, the piano teacher came over Thursday morning for his lesson. And at the end of the lesson, I heard for Elise, the, the Beethoven song. He's playing that now. And I'm like, so Knox comes downstairs and the lesson's over. And I was like, Knox, who played, who was playing that? Was that Scott or was that you? And he's like, oh no, that was me. I was like, Scott didn't play anything the whole time. Like, no, that was me. <laughs> That's incredible. So he's, he's getting good. He's getting good. We, See, we, we're making him stick with it because there's right. days he's good, six. Good, he's six. Good. So there's days where he's like, I don't want to 
do piano. Of you know, course, maybe he doesn't drop the f bomb, but <laughs> we got full autonomy in a All right, well then maybe maybe you have to keep everything because the Knox the Knox stuff may be worth something someday. Nah, I don't throw know any of it away. I don't know about that. I don't know about <laughs> don't that. But the hardest thing, the hardest thing too, is I you know I didn't play any instruments, right? Or I wasn't an artist. And growing up, sports, you know. So now you got totally. the same thing with Olivia. She loves art. So now to foster that, when I have zero understanding of that, has been a challenge. But it's but it's fun, isn't it, to see them dive into something that we don't really know that much about. Yeah, I, I, I would say with both my kids, I, I don't want to put any pressure on them to, to play basketball. You know, I've told them that, you know, when, I, when they're ready and, and they can ask to do it, like Knox – asked if he could do soccer this summer so we're like sure do soccer okay that's great he's also doing robot camp where he learns how to build robots yeah <laughs> and, he's do, and, he, and he's doing an art camp so those are yep. the three camps he's doing so we're like yeah go do soccer but i don't want to put my pressure or put any sure. pressure on on my kids to to play sports and specifically basketball um i just want them to like we're, we're parents right we just want to, them to yep. find something that they enjoy doing that they're passionate about that they stick with that they learn how to develop diligence and grit and all those mm -hmm. things um that's all that's important i, I mean if, if knox never shoots a three-pointer in a high school game i really don't care of course I, I really of course yeah no you there's better nothing get him better. to build you a robot he can bring you like a beer <laughs> out to the pool that's exactly uh, that's what i was okay. like I, we had, so Chris Paul's, uh, Chris Paul's son is, is really bright. And, uh, we had, uh, we had this, this, this body guy, um, Barrett's who would, you know, work on us or whatever, when we were at the Clippers and like Barrett's and I were sitting in the tunnel after the game and we, we were like watching little Chris and little Chris was like, he's like very observant. He's a lot like Knox, like very observant. He sees everything, whatever. And Barrett's was like, man, he's like, the world doesn't need any more athletes. The world need, needs more engineers and architects or something, something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, it's true. And that I think true. about that with my, my kids, like, do we need more athletes? I don't know. I don't oh, know. That's great. I'll leave it to, leave it to parents. We need somebody to figure out climate change. That's what we need. Yes, there's bigger issues. That's what we great need. point. Well, there's nothing better than being a parent. You're right. And the wives are rock stars. We, two more things. We know we know we got to get you out of here. Three, four, two productions, right? Old man in the three podcast. I mean, your versatility, by the way, George, you've seen this, right? I mean, he'll yeah. have a call. He went from Colin Sexton in three weeks. He went from Colin Sexton to Adam Scott, of course, the golf legend, to Ethan Brown, beyond me, right? I mean, the versatility of your guests. And uh, what do you enjoy most about three, four, two productions and the people you've met? And who snags all these guests? Are you getting? Who, yeah, who's getting these? That, who's getting these people? That's what I want to know. Uh, I, I I know a lot of people, and and Tommy knows a lot of people. We also Kylie, uh, who who works for us, uh, yep. works with us. You know, she she reaches out sometimes, and then we'll have CAA, my agency, reach out sometimes. Okay. Uh, so like you know, just between all the contacts, we 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 reach out. But the, the fun part is like keeping people on their toes because look, at the end of the day, we we are a basketball centric podcast, and mm -hmm. we're gonna talk hoops. Um, but it is fun to, to to sort of branch out, and we you know we we honestly we do that as much for ourselves as for the listener because I really enjoy those conversations, and so we've had this. We've had this leadership series and we actually, we randomly named it the leadership series because David uh, Rubenstein, who uh, is the founder of uh, the Carlisle Group, he's a private equity guy, billionaire, huge philanthropist. He reached out to us and was like, hey, can I come on the podcast? And we're like, great, come on the podcast. And we're like, how do we frame this? Like, how do we make this a thing? 
So we were like, let's do a leadership series. So we just, Ethan Brown came out today. He's the sixth person in that leadership series. Right, but even right. before we officially named the leadership series, you know, we had Stacey Abrams on, we had Andrew Yang on, uh, we had, we had coach K on who would be perfect, you know, to, to kind of call sure. it that. So we've done, we've done a bunch of these guests. Uh, my favorite of the leadership series, uh, you know, my two favorites have been uh, Brian Stevenson, who founded the Equal Oof. Justice Initiative and, and whose memoir, Just Mercy, became a Hollywood film starring Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. And then Bob Iger, the, the you know, chairman of Disney, former CEO. Um, he's just a rock star. Uh, I mean, unbelievable guy. Uh, so it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. And we were turned down by Carrot Top. You hear those names that he had? <laughs> but we got JJ. That's all oh, we did get JJ. Johnson, all right, last thing, you, you end all your podcasts with uh, with the draft, which is awesome. Yeah. We we're not going to do a draft. We're going to do. We end our show with a segment called "Grind My Gears." It's a chance for George and I to vent, right? What grinds so your the, gears, JJ? What, That's what, what I want to know. Your what gears, grinds JJ. your gears? What grinds my gears? Man, there's me, a lot of things that grind. I, yeah, well, for me, just to give you a little cut, like for me, when somebody when I'm talking to someone on the phone and they're eating, there is nothing that bothers me more than that. There's nothing <laughs> interesting, right? There's, does anything say I could care less about your time than that than someone doing that? Well, he's got to, he's got to go in like 30 seconds here, so yeah. we're close to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 there you go Perfect. just chop just I'm chop actually, on that while you answer it's actually a um turmeric uh turmeric uh, gummies very inflammatory nice. response gummy there you go um That's good for not the gummy with thc just to be clear um <laughs> I, I i go back to driving every time okay. somebody asks me about pet peeves yeah so, sure i'm not saying i've never honked at another car that's not moving but there should be at least like a three to five second delay from the time the, the light turns green until you honk. Because there's an understanding, yeah. like generally speaking, a lot of us, we look at our phones or we're changing the dial. Maybe we're looking in the mirror at a red light, right? Right. So yeah, absolutely. Sure. We're, I'm going to look, I'm going to look every five <laughs> seconds at the light. Okay. If the light turns green yeah, and then you is. honk at me because I haven't started going, <laughs> that seems a little ridiculous. It, that I seems would a little. So there's got to be like a three to five second gap of that. The other thing I would say, you know, we lived in Austin for for three uh, three off seasons, and I've been back in Dallas now for about a week, and and have driven around, and I totally forgot how crazy the frontage roads are in Texas off the interstate. Okay. Got right. So they're very confusing <laughs> and not knowing my way around Dallas and using my phone as a navigation system. It's, it's complicated things. So frontage roads would probably be my second thing. That's awesome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and getting Perfect. beeped at while you're at the light. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate it, JJ. It's always great to see you. Give our best to the family and uh, good luck in Dallas. We, we know you're headed to the postseason for the 14th time which will be unbelievable. And we'll catch up here down the road. All right. Thanks. Guys. I'll send you the smoking okay. jacket. All right. Thanks. Please. If you still have it, give it to me. <laughs> All right. Later All right, guys. See you, buddy. See you guys. See you guys.